This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. According to a recent survey conducted by the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center, incidents of corporate account takeover are increasing. But banking institutions are doing better jobs of catching the fraudulent requests before they lead to big financial losses. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Doug Johnson, Vice President of Risk Management Policy for the American Bankers Association and a member of FSISAC. Doug, I understand this survey conducted by FSISAC in March is the first survey that the institution or the organization has launched that specifically addresses steps commercial businesses are taking to curb ACH fraud. Why did FSISAC feel the timing for the survey was right? Well, first of all, Tracy, thank you for, for allowing us to, to share some of the results of this survey. I think you're aware that, that the survey is coming out of uh, the FSISAC Account Takeover Task Force, and we've set uh, various working groups within that task force for prevention, uh, detection, and response measures to make recommendations to uh, individual bankers as, as well as to bank customers and give them additional tools to be able to, to try to solve some of the challenges associated with uh, with the the challenge of, of account takeover. Uh, and what we've really uh, determined is, frankly, you, you can't manage what you can't measure. And so to the extent that we can develop some baselines uh, and some benchmarks associated with uh, where account takeover is currently in terms of the number of events and, and the number of, and the amount of actual losses um, and what direction it's going. Are we doing a better job of, of uh, detecting and deterring these takeovers, uh, and if not, you know what else can we do? I think that you, you need to have those baselines and, and that trending information to to really be able to make some decisions in terms of whether or not you're going in the appropriate direction and whether or not your uh, the activities that you're taking are effective. Now, looking at these results, of course, these results come from the actual commercial customers themselves. What stands out to you when you review some of the results that FSI SAC collected? Well, I think that the, the one thing which was, was heartening to us is that it demonstrated precisely what you said, um, that uh, we had an increase in account takeovers during the, the first half of 2010, but we had a decrease in the amount of losses compared to 2009. And I think that, that that's exactly the direction that, that you want to go, clearly. Um, we we basically uh, have seen that happen in the demand deposit account standard uh, checking account fraud environment as well. We've been measuring that here at ABA for, for quite a few years. Um, and I will say, uh, just to back up a, a moment, that um, ABA, uh, we used our, our survey and, and benchmarking uh, group to, to really conduct this survey for uh, the FSI SAC. And, and their work in the deposit account fraud area really shows that over the course of the last 10 years, uh, banks have done a, a much better job of, of really detecting uh, and preventing losses associated with, uh, with checking account fraud. Now we're starting to see the same thing in, in ACH or, or wire fraud, and I think that's clearly true when you look at 2009 and you see that um, 63% of, of the takeovers resulted in, in some sort of loss during 2009 and only 27%. Um, had that occur within uh, 2010. Yeah, and it's interesting because there were actually more incidents or more attempts, I guess, 
um, for these fraudsters to take over the accounts. And to see a percentage increase when you think about that there were more incidents, it actually shows that they're doing a much better job than maybe the percentages themselves alone would reflect. Yes, I think that's that's exactly right. And one thing that that I, I I think it demonstrates is the fact that you know when you put together an approach which tries to address the threat not only at the bank level but also at the the customer level, that you can have an impact on the environment and you can actually diminish the amount of fraud uh, that occurs. And that's particularly true, you know, in in this environment where you you absolutely need the the assistance. Of the commercial customer in order to, uh, to to really diminish these these takeovers. Yeah, that's a great point, and it's a perfect segue to my next question. And I wanted just to highlight the fact that it seems banks and commercial customers are doing a better job when it comes to collaborating and catching some of these ACH and wire fraud attempts sooner. Um, but many of these small businesses that participated in the survey said that they still do not view ACH and wire fraud as a top concern. With that in mind, what steps should and can banking institutions take, Doug, to continue educational efforts that address that apathy? Well, uh, Tracy, first of all, I think that apathy is is basically a function of human nature. And you know, only to the extent that, that a company has has felt the pain, if you will, of a takeover, uh, do they get the religion associated um, with the, the potential losses? Uh, that, that could occur to the to the business, and and I think that's just human nature. But I, I think that that one of the things that that as businesses, or rather as banks, that we can we can do is to uh, continually impress upon our our business customers the the nature of the threat, the protection measures that they as customers uh, should be taking at their locations. And the repercussions and potential liability that might ensue to them, you know, to the extent that they determine not to take those those security measures. And I think that you can do that in a way that, that doesn't uh, create undue concern um, for the uh, the customer as well. And that's one thing particularly that we focus on um, in you know, the uh, the prevention and response working groups uh, that we have underway, because part of the prevention working groups function really is to develop best practices for customer awareness, um, and, and part of the response one is to, to really um, develop um, best practices for responding to fraud once it occurs, and, and in both of those instances, the customer is central to, to really um, minimizing the, the losses. Um, so there are certain things that we recommend, um, uh, any mechanism to develop annual training of those corporate customers is is very important. Um, not burying the potential liability and the actual security measures, you know, within the the ACH or the, the wire agreement themselves, but have a, a separate document that the, the customer um, reviews that's in plain language and, and really helps them really understand the nature of the threat. I think those are all things um, that, that can be done. I think that one of the things that Banks have also seen is is that um, there, there's greater success in really holding uh, security seminars than than one would actually think. I've known a, a number of banks that have been fairly successful at at holding security seminars um, as opposed to investment seminars, or in addition to investment seminars, and found that the participation in those uh, can actually be quite heartening. Um, so I think those are some of the things that you can do. 
Now, the survey also found, Doug, that despite the fact that we had kind of seen these corporate account takeover incidents slack off or taper off a bit, we saw a resurgence in 2010 when it came to online-related fraud. To what do you attribute this uptick? Well, I think that, that clearly um, the criminals view uh, cybercrime as a day job um, and something that they um, are going to attempt to be increasingly sophisticated uh, regarding, and they're going to continue to find additional avenues to, to try to uh, conduct those crimes. And, and so that would move them um, to some degree uh, from account takeover uh, to the extent that that environment gets a little bit hardened um, to, to other types of cyber crimes as well. And I think one of the things that uh, I have my eye on, for instance, is the fact that Zeus and SpyEye and, and those types of exploits can, can be used in a, in a retail environment, um, for instance, uh, to, to take over a home equity loan account that's attached to a, a demand deposit account on an Internet basis. And, and so I think that, that you know, things like that are, are things which I think is incumbent upon the ISAC and trade associations like the ABA to, to really be aware of and ensure that our members are in turn aware of you know, as these, these threats migrate because, Tracy, as you all know, they always will migrate you know, to different areas. And um, so that's, I think, one of our central functions is to ensure that as those things migrate, that those banks that are our members and the environment in general you know, is, is aware of not only the threat, but how to mitigate that threat. Yeah, that's a good point. And we've talked quite a bit today about, you know, the important role that commercial education plays and the role that institutions play in educating their commercial customers. And of course, that all falls into the layered security approach that the new or updated FFIEC guidelines um, talk about. But for the bankers part, Doug, what solutions, techniques, or even technologies do you see helping financial institutions when it comes to catching fraudulent ACH and wire requests? What should they be investing in? Well, I think there, there are a lot of tools in the, in the toolbox there, Tracy. And, and the ones that, that I think are, are very interesting, uh, particularly, are, are those that, that really have some behavioral characteristics associated with them, as, as you're familiar with. Um, and that's particularly true as it relates to uh, monitoring um, the behaviors uh, on a customer's PC to, to ensure whether or not that is uh, particular to that customer or has uh, some characteristics which would tend to make you believe that that is not the customer that's conducted that transaction, either through the velocity of the transaction or the way that the, the transaction travels through um, the Internet channel, um, because sometimes... Um, the softwares that are malicious in nature take shortcuts you know, within a internet banking platform and don't take the normal path that a human being would take. And um, so, I think that that as a layer of security, that's an additional layer at the customer level that, that can be really helpful. I think that at the bank level, um, you know, the increased attention to transaction monitoring is is uh, an additional. Uh, Thing that that banks are are looking at, and and that the FIEC uh, indicated was important in their authentication revision, because it's not just about authenticating the individual; it's also about authenticating the transaction at the bank level. And is that transaction one that's normal for that customer, or is it one that's uh, you know hits a certain trigger 
that's potentially been agreed to by you and the customer as, as being a type of transaction, either geographically or in terms of, of you know, where it's uh, that's relative size is unusual for the customer. So I think that, that that those are two areas that I see fit well within you know the FFIEC's desire to have additional layers of security. But that provision has been in the guidance um, since 2005. You know, I, I, so we've always been uh, preaching you know to to our members that that it's it's not about any one particular type of authentication or security device that it's all about you know instituting a a variety of layers of security and mixing those layers up on occasion too as the as the threats change that's what's going to protect the environment and i think that's always been in place and one of the functions of the authentication guidance was just to reiterate that point and make make sure that institutions were aware of it and and were also conducting that risk assessment so that they would know when the threats change sure you're absolutely right I also wanted just to, to make a note here of the fact that the current survey results only include data for the first six months of 2010. Now, FSISAC says it expects to issue an update in October that highlights ACH-related fraud trends for the entire year. But I wanted to ask, Doug, what nuances do you expect, if any, for the full year results to reveal? Well, I hope that the trend we're seeing is is in reality the trend that we will continue to experience. I would would hope that uh, again, using the demand deposit account um, experience as an example, you know, once we started to put additional protection measures in place, we saw a uh, increasing decrease, if you will, in the amount of fraud which was occurring as a percentage of overall attempts. And um, I would expect the same thing to happen. Uh, as it relates to account takeovers, and that gets back to your point, um, where you asked whether you know because the overall level of of cyber crime is is not necessarily going down. It's just the criminals are moving um, to different areas, um, and so we'll be fast followers to follow into that new direction. But I, I do have every expectation, knowing what I've seen in the marketplace, that um, you know there's a lot of people that are on the case as it relates to these uh, these account takeovers, and that uh, additional defense mechanisms are are being put in place. Um, and and part of it is in response to the authentication guidance again, um, because I think that the agencies did a good job in clarifying the fact that you know the, those guidance. Uh, those guidances apply to uh, commercial as, as well as uh, retail accounts, and that in fact commercial accounts warrant uh, additional levels of security over and above, you know, what retail accounts might. And finally, before we close, Doug, what additional thoughts about the survey results in general would you like to leave our audience with? Well, I, I'm I'm heartened by the results. I I'm uh, I have every expectation that the results will continue. Um, to uh, exhibit the trend which we're starting to see. Um, and uh, I look forward to, to trying to uh, put in additional measures within the, the survey to, uh, to help us understand um, you know, some of the other things that, that are important from uh, the standpoint of measurement. Because, again, going back to, to something I said at the beginning of this call, you can't manage what you can't measure. And I think it's increasingly important for us to be able to, to really effectively measure fraud so that we can determine um, whether or not we're being effective in terms of deterring it. Doug, I want to thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Doug Johnson of the ABA and FSISAC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. 
For more interviews, breaking news, research and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.